Welcome, Dr. James Beckett, Sports Card Insights. I want to thank my sponsors, Topps, Panini, Upper Deck, Heritage Auctions, Huggins & Scott Auctions, Mike Stadium Sports Cards, Burbank Sports Cards, ComC.com, and Beckett Media, Beckett Grading, Beckett Authentication. So here's uh, an episode for your listening enjoyment. I don't think this is what Fanatics is doing, but the legacy of Topps through Cy Berger was these are cards for kids, and every kid walks in with a little bit of money and buys some packs or a box. And they trade with their friends. And now we got grading and we've got, oh, you've just got base cards. They're no good. They're not no good. They're more plentiful. But when you think about it, it's the same card that if you put one of one on the back of it and put a little coating on it, it's worth a thousand times as much or more. <laughs> Unbelievable. On, on your advice, I removed the moniker of Ten Commandments of the Rookie Card. Uh, I always had conflicting feelings about that title. Preachy. <laughs> yeah. Sounds a little preachy. Even though Christians and Jews acknowledge the Ten Commandments and America knows what they are and all that stuff, but still they don't want people telling them when they're... But it, it rubs people the wrong way, right? I ended up changing the name of it uh, this past summer to the Rookie Card Guidelines and Best Practices. I like that. A best rookie card. And I mean, that's what a lot of people want to know. Just tell un, me... An undisputed best rookie card. Yeah. And I, I'll say this, 51 Bowman, Mantle, and Mays, I think you'd have to say those are not undisputed rookie cards. They should be. But I think there's a sentiment in the hobby that 52 tops is just as much or more legit. I, I don't because I really think actually Bowman was in the lead at that time, the premier company at that time. What do you think of the term true rookie card? Do you think that rubs people the wrong way? I'm approaching it more in degrees. Dichotomy. Is it either true or false? There's a best card, which might be his best rookie card. Best is an either subject or objective. And I think you're bringing some objectivity to it. I think that's good. It's not a beauty contest as much, although there's that too. But I like your word guidelines. Here are the guidelines. If it meets all these things, then nobody's going to really dispute it. But if it's missing something, if it wasn't in a pack, then some people don't like that. It'd be better if it was in a pack than if it was in a box. Uh, all things being equal. The Tiffany rookies, which would have been Almost 40 years ago, Tiffany cards were just for novelty since they came in a complete factory set box and they were way more expensive and it was like a rich man's choice. And that was not thought to be, no, those shouldn't be rookies. That's not fair to the kid on the street that buys a pack. But and now, now they are. That's Barry Bond's best rookies or his Tiffany's. Yeah. Now they're the only ones worth getting from that era, uh, according oh, to the. No, but they're, they all came in because <laughs> they were nine or 9.5 or 10 because they were in the box. You know, even if we say something's not a rookie, we're not saying, hey, you can't pay more money for that. People pay what they want to pay. But don't yeah, justify it by saying that I'm going to insist that it's a rookie card. DiMaggio gets a little choppy for me, too. I don't know. What are, what are your thoughts on DiMaggio's play ball versus the 36 worldwide gum, which was actually the year he debuted? Z-Nuts from a couple of years before that, the PCL was arguably almost as good as the major leagues in those days. In the 20s and 30s, the PCL, that was baseball west of the Mississippi. Uh, but you got Worldwide Gum, which I think is a fabulous card. But again, you're running into the not printed in America, North America, Canada. So that would not be five-star. I think the Heads Up is a beautiful card. But some people could even criticize Heads Up that it's a pretty thin set. 24 players. They ran it twice. They may have printed it in two different years or something. I don't know. But it's not a comprehensive set which also people say can't be a rookie card if it's not part of a comprehensive set with showing a, a lot of players. But then 39 play ball is a great card, but it can't be a rookie card if his Gowdy heads up or rookie cards or the worldwide gum, unless the worldwide gum is an XRC. And that's really doesn't quite fit 
what I intended for an XRC, which was yeah. a box set. So the Michael Jordan, 84, 85, it's not a box set, but it's a bag set. So it's, again, right. encapsulated. You knew what you were going to get. You love rookie cards and I love rookie cards. I'm not down on rookie cards, but I think if people have such a thin collection that all they want to get is the most expensive rookie card, one card from each player or a few players to have a really small collection like that. Think if you love Joe DiMaggio, wouldn't you want to try to get some copy of a bunch of those things if you could? Sure. In fact, I'd rather have all three or four of those in a three than one of them in a nine or an eight. And you'd probably save money that way. It'd still be a presentable copy. But I, I think people, what's the one card? I, I think that's a problem. What's his best card, his best rookie, instead of saying, right. he's got a list of really good cards. Here's some ones to consider. Some of them are considered rookies to some degree. Some are not, but there's some great looking cards. Why don't you pick out, and some of the pricing is based on to what degree they're considered rookie cards, as well as the other distribution methods. and things like that. I wish I can show you my emails, Jim, but the majority is which one should I get? Which one is the best maybe one? Maybe that's not the right question. Yeah. You know, which child do you like the best? There's, right. They have different design elements. You can tell them which one was the first one produced. There's yeah. an order of it. But when you look at that worldwide gum, I think it's probably bilingual, but it looks like a Gaudi card. In fact, it's the Canadian Gaudi of sorts. But I understand collectors, why they ask me that question. When you look at the checklist of a certain player today, it's three, 4,000 cards deep. And they look and they're just confused. They're flustered. And what I'm providing is I, I try to get rid of the fluff, get rid of the three and four stars and present to them a list of five stars. Okay. And, and in that aspect, now you can just, here's the five stars. Now you decide which one you want. If you want to know which one is the best one. But if you said, here are the list of cards that are considered by some to be rookie cards, but here's the way I evaluate it based on historical standards. You've been in business. People get performance reviews and it's meets or exceeds standards or mm -hmm. is deficient in something. And you got five categories. So you'd have something like that. It, it needs improvement in this. It wasn't the first one from that company or something like that. And some people might consider it a rookie card, but it's like I say, three star, two star. It doesn't mean it's junk. The problem is it's not correlated with the best or the most expensive. The truest rookie card is not necessarily the most expensive. One. The other thing and the reason why we did BVG and BGS is because we really thought there was kind of two different hobbies. The vintage had some established standards and the newer cards were being written as we speak and things were changing and you can see acceleration of change has been even more. But vintage is what it was and there's much less ambiguity there. Most of what we're talking about is baseball. Hockey actually is more sane than the others. Yes, I, I think hockey does it right. <laughs> they still hold on to Soccer the... Traditions of the hobby. They really do. I got a question from one of my listeners recently, Jim, about Messi, his rookie card. This um, tr more traditional one, more recognized as the 2004, right? 20, I believe it was. I, I might have the year wrong. He changed leagues and tops made a, a rookie card of him complete with the RC logo and everything. Now in 2023, he's in the States. He's in a new league, but the tops card does not have the RC logo on it. And some collectors want the RC logo on it. Some say, no, it doesn't belong on there. Even the 2021, Victor, I, I don't think you necessarily have to shame him, but come on. 40 years old, he's had a great career. There's nothing right. to about The charm of rookie card is if you get them early, it's before they've emerged. And you're right by your uh, foresight and your right. study. Which leads me then, Jim, to the point of why did Tops put an RC logo 
on that 2021 copy? Why don't they increase uh, sales? They are regarding it. Like I said, I haven't heard this articulated, but I am formulating a new concept that Tops believes they are the one and only. Just like 52 right. Tops is a, a sort of a quote unquote rookie card for Tops. And so we are Tops. We are synonymous with cards. And so when we do a first card of somebody, we're entitled to put an RC on it because we are Tops. And the others are all minor league card companies. Gotcha. That makes sense. That, that would be a way to justify it. But it, That's the mentality, it, right. it increases sales, Victor. It's marketing. I don't want to excuse them of dishonesty, but to me, it's stretching. But I'm saying I, they could have the motive that I'm saying that we just believe we're the main company and it, it, it begins and ends with tops. These other things wow. are, just, are just regional sets. That's a great insight there. It might be arrogant, but tops is uh, synonymous with cards, Victor. And the other thing, Upper Deck from the get-go was a major card company. So there wasn't any, oh, I'm not sure we're going to call this Griffey card a rookie card. Because it's a brand new company from the get-go. That was because it, it was pretty clear that he, even though they could have gone belly up, they're selling cards for a, what a, a dollar a pack or something, which was twice as much as anybody else. And their business plan really worked, but it could have bombed. Now it didn't. They had twice as good production quality too. But those cards are thin. Okay, they weren't losing money on, on their technology. They were running those presses. They owned the presses, or they had a partner that owned the presses. What do you say to? the collector that thinks that anything and everything should be a rookie card and it should be whatever you want it to be. That's what a rookie card should be. You think that view is healthy overall for the hobby or should there be some structure? Did you ever go out for sports? Yeah, I played sports. Did you ever get cut? Yes, I have gotten cut. That's terrible. No one should be cut because if you want to play football or basketball or baseball, you should get to play. It shouldn't yeah. be. If you want to be a rookie card, you can be a rookie card. You get a rookie card, you get a rookie card. Unless you have a standard, then it, it doesn't even make sense. All flowers are beautiful, but some are more beautiful than others. And so yeah. that's what I'm saying. Even if they want to have a lenient definition of a rookie card, to me, it's maybe one star at best. It's pretty thinly argued that some of these things are rookie cards. They were in the rookie year, but historically, they've never been the, the fully uh, recognized rookie card. You're going to do a great service if you can get them even to think that some rookie cards are better than others. And some of them are arguably not even rookies. But you don't even have to say what that is other than here are the characteristics of a card that meets all the guidelines so that this is historically. Yeah. And so it makes you more secure in 10 years that it ought to stay the same. And the, the legacy of this, that we're not going to change the rules or anything, but going forward, they're going to put RC on more stuff, Victor. I know if you do, it's going to mess people up and they're going to get duped. But if you've got some succinct way of saying, don't just look at the RC, the RC is a good start, but everything that has an RC on it is not equal either. Right. Many people know that a shiny brand, a Chrome card is better than a paper card. It doesn't take much to figure that out. So if you can create some more things like that, pack pulled is better than not pack pulled. In uniform is better than not in uniform. Be readily available and recognizable as a rookie card. Aside from the RC, uh, printed on it you ought to be able to look at it and say hey he's got no major league stats here <laughs> he's, he's, he's just starting this year jim and i wanted to let you know face to face but i have changed something that was different from the way you were doing things back in the day when it comes to the parallel rookie card i i think in the spirit of the hobby decides i believe the hobby has shifted in accepting these as rookie cards i do too but do I consider them a five-star? Probably not. But a 4.5 or a, or a four, I'm okay with that. The problem is it's sending a message 
to the kid that gets the base card in the pack that you got a rookie card, but even though it meets all the requirements, the base card, better one is the one of one. And since only one person get the one, now there's lots of one of ones sometimes, but and more than one and one of ones have some, like I say, it seems undemocratic. And that's what our fear was. If we go down the slippery slope, because there weren't as many parallels back when I was in charge, but you could right. see the way it was going. And to say right. parallel is really a parallel. It's almost like an insert. It's a chase card. It's not a readily available in a box. It's a case hit. And less than that in some of these cases, not even in one case, are you going to get your a one of one or your favorite player. So I, but in today's world where a certain player will have three or four rookie cards in the base set, on top of that, they're going to have numerous amounts of parallel cards. It, it's just... 60, 70 could be. You mentioned this. The other rule is that the more dramatic the photo, if he does have three or four rookie cards in the same set, it's usually the fuller photo, the less of the inaction or seeing clear representation of the name and the image and the likeness. This is really representative. It's not at a distance or in a collage of other players sliding into a base, even though some of those are cool cards. The best rookie card is where you really get the essence of the player and see him, if not up close, at least something where you get a sense of the ball player. Where I got the most pushback was on the parallel rookie card. Yeah, I stood my ground for a couple of years, but it wasn't until I went shopping for a new vehicle that I realized they showed me the base model first. I didn't like the base model, Jim. I like the one with the sport package. At that time, I had the epiphany of, of the different cars. It's the same thing under the hood. It's all the same, but it's the trim. It's, it's what makes it look fancy. I preferred that instead of the base model. That's when I had a change of heart. It's recognized. Evident, it's a parallel to a rookie card, and it looks exactly like it except a slightly different color. Then right. how are they supposed to know? Wait, that's not a rookie card because it's serial numbered because it's actually more scarce. It doesn't mean it's better, but it, in general, it's probably more valuable because it's delimited. Sometimes losing an argument is not a bad thing. I have a theory that everybody's right 90% of the time. It happens on the 10% when you're not right. Do you have a friend that tells you, hey, I don't think you're right this time. You're usually right, but you're not right this time. The man in the house of cards.